0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of One on One with former Chiefs Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. 17 years of NFL experience between them, including eight with Andy Reid. One on One is a weekly show from a couple of guys who know what it's like to step on the field for Chiefs Kingdom and can share stories you've never heard before with a perspective you can't find anywhere else on a weekly basis. One on One is proudly presented by Cookie Society. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now... The latest episode of One on One with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito.
2: What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, the KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here as always with nine-year NFL veteran and Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion Jeff Allen. And we are here to bring you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Big Jeff, what's up, brother? How are we doing today, man? Playoffs, right?
3: Man, playoffs are here. Uh, We got the first round by number one seed. Can't ask for much more. I'm happy to be back. Um, yeah. I'm happy to be recording again. We did record last week. We'll get into that and why we didn't release that episode. But it's good to bring bring something back for the people.
2: Yeah, no, this is great. Let's jump right into that because that's sort of uh, uh, an important topic and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that first. And that's uh, the stuff with Demar Hamlin. Obviously, yep. great news coming out of Buffalo. He has been Discharged from the hospital, I believe he's on his. You think he's back in Buffalo? Yeah, he's, he's
3: actually going back to Buffalo. He's going to remain in the hospital, but I don't think he's in critical care anymore, which is oh. really awesome. He's on the right track. He, he's doing a lot of things on his own. It's, it's remarkable. He got sent home today. Our producer yeah, just put in the right. chat, Send so that that day. is unbelievable. Uh, one of my good friends is actually his agent, so I was able to kind of get some more inside information and. Uh, it really, it really eased some of my anxiety. I was really worried about him. I was constantly praying me and my entire family as the entire country and world. So mm. it was awesome to see that recovery.
2: It really highlighted first the NFL brotherhood, yeah, right? Cause you saw everybody, I mean, that hit everybody. Like he was a best friend. Um, when you, we see him go down and so it showed how tight the NFL, um, uh, brotherhood is, but then just sort of everybody i mean i remember i think you know the the cincinnati they had a uh, a video of the cincinnati uh stadium right and yeah. the bills fans and cincinnati fans when this had all gone down they're praying together and and uh, you could just tell everybody solely rattling behind tomorrow. Right, I mean, and
3: just it just shows you um just how we can come together in times yeah. of need and i wish it was like that when it, it wasn't when it isn't tragedy tragedy but right um, it was good to see regardless. And I'm happy in prayer works. I mean, we saw yeah. it Amen. and do- the doctors did an amazing job. We got to get credit as well. Uh, but God blessed them with those skills and capabilities Amen. to be able to, to, save lives. And, and it was just awesome to see them you know, come of aid and be prepared and, and be able to, to do it in, in such um, haste and harsh right. conditions. Like I couldn't imagine what a life on the line um, being able to rag- react that that quickly.
2: No, and it's not something that happens e- ever, right? I mean, ever. The, so like I, to be able to react
3: that and quickly. I, I, I'll give you, the, I mean, this is a side story, but this is with my own child. Um, my daughter, when she was young, um, she was choking and we didn't know it at the time because she was an infant and the only thing she was drinking was liquids, mm. um, uh, milk, and we rushed her to the hospital and, and we never once thought to, you know, pat her on the back. Just because we were panicking.
2: Yeah, you panic.
3: We were no. panicking and like your your brain just gets fried. And to be able to react under pressure like that, my daughter is okay. She's yeah. seven years old. She's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those th- things where you kind of freak out and you forget what to do in the moment.
2: Right, right. No, it's, it's incredible. I mean, and you hear that across the, I mean, people dealing with traumatic situations, you think you're going to do one thing, but then when it happens, you know, you, that fight-flight reaction, you just, you, you panic. And so, yeah, hats off to the way Buffalo staff handled that. Everybody that was on site there that handled that situation. And we're so happy DeMar is on the up and the way he's recovered is nothing short of miraculous. Um, we didn't end up releasing the episode last week. And yeah. there were a couple of things I wanted to talk about. You, you brought it up, Jeff. The one thing I wanted to say uh, to start was, I when we got done recording, what there were about four or five things that I said that could have been taken as either insensitive or just stupid, or uh, that we had to we were going to cut out of the show because, it, and not that I was intentionally trying to be that way, but when you're talking about such a difficult subject that doesn't come off. Ever, I mean, we're you're never talking about, especially in a football context. Like This isn't yeah. a political show or a, you know a news station. I mean, this is just sports. To have something like this come up, you know, as as um, even the best sort of uh, analysts and things like that aren't used to dealing with these situations and talking yeah. about these things. And so, what it, it came to mind is, I know that there are a number of commentators who are commentating live about this stuff via Twitter or uh, on live shows and they said some things that were probably not the right thing to say and got blasted for it and there were two things one i i thought jeez if i would if we would have done that show live i would have been in trouble Mm -hmm. um and so it just sort of humbled me to the fact that you know what maybe there are times when you know especially stuff like this that as much as you get outraged about people's comments putting you know just recognizing it's hard to talk about these things live it, yeah. it is really hard to talk about these things on the spot uh, especially a difficult thing like this that doesn't ever come up um and so i just you know i it sort of humbled me when i looked at those different uh examples we don't have to point them out but the different examples of people saying things that you're like whoa why would you say that yeah but then we went through that episode and i was like damn i said some <laughs> stupid things that i just didn't mean to say and so that helped me, you know, give a little bit more grace, and I thought that was worth bringing up. Another thing, Jeff, that I wanted to talk to you about that I think is worth bringing up as well is, you know, this hot take stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was those guys that got the much the most hell for what they said.
3: Yeah. And I definitely. feel like
2: there's a there's a you know a line you're walking when you're going to be this hot take guy that's going to always have this loud, crazy, off the wall opinion. Is with situations like this come up, if yeah. you make a mistake, people are not going to give you the benefit of the doubt.
3: Definitely right? Skip Davis. Skip I mean, I mean right. when it says that, he is the prime suspect. And that's his take, you know, the entire year. I mean, entire his entire life. That's his existence. It's right. hot takes. Um, but um, in some situations, it's not time for that. And I think he kind of stepped over the line. Right. And it was poor timing. Um, he could have tweeted that two days later, and it'd been taken totally different. Right, right, differently. Exactly. Um, It just was the time that he did it was to, in the midst of it, right. and all the attention is the reason why we didn't release our episode last week. Is all the attention needed to be on Demar? Right. All, all cool. of everything needs to be positive, and and in hopes that he would recover. And at the time, right. we didn't know. Right. Um, so I didn't. I I didn't think our producers didn't think you didn't think that it was right for us to release that until we got good news about Demar. And we right. have, so I'm happy right. for that.
2: Yeah, no, no, great point, great point. Yeah, and I, I guess again, just going back to, you know, the thing with Skip is he tweeted it. You know, so y- you have a little less grace for that because you have time to think about what you're saying when you're
3: tweeting. I
2: was thinking about, so I don't, I didn't hear exactly what Bart Scott said, but he was live on TV. Yeah, and- he
3: he he insinuated that it was um, T Higgins' fault, right? In the, in the way that he. Um, he said he launched his head, but you know, upon video evidence, he didn't. It was his shoulder that contacted Demar first in his chest. But regardless, even if it were his helmet, um, we're not going out there intentionally trying to hurt guys or right. You know, it's, especially in the in the way that Demar was hurt, like we're, it was a, a routine play, um, bang bang, and, and it happened. It was a, a right. freak thing, but um, I do think that was unfair to. to and I don't think he was saying it that way. It was just in the time he was saying that he didn't know the correct words to use. That's exactly um, what I'm saying. And we, right. we, we can look at it and, and we can assume whatever we want. But um, Bart's he's, he's one of us. I mean, right. he knows yeah. what it's like to go out there and strap it up and, and what we put on the line. And he exactly. knows that we aren't out there trying to hurt guys. We are trying, which we're, we want to be physical. We want to assert our dominance, but we do not. We do not want to hurt guests. guys. That's right.
2: No. And so and so. the lesson I sort of took away from that as now trying to be an analyst, trying to be in the media world was, you know, state my opinions um, and all of that. But, you know, there are going to be times where I'm going to make a mistake, especially on live TV, doing stuff like that. Yep. Um, so be careful with the sort of hot take stuff, right? Don't try to reach to get views because – you know if you're going to be coming all this stuff and pissing people off when the time comes when you really you're <laughs> need not going to gonna be, get
3: that grace, you're not going
2: to get that grace. And so, uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting thing. The more I was thinking about it, the more I was like, Yeah, no, I'm gonna circle back on that. But at the end of the day, the attention should have been on DeMar. That's why we didn't release our episode, like Jeff said. And now things are really on the up and up. But please continue to pray for DeMar and everything going on there. We want to continue to see that trajectory going in the right direction. Um, uh, but really excited for him. So, we'll transition now from you know that topic into some stuff going on in the NFL the, the one thing that um, before we get into the playoffs and the chiefs and another thing that sort of struck me um, looking at the NFL this week was Houston Texans firing another one and done head yeah. coach lovey smith and you know the year before they had our boy cully down there yeah they fire him after the season bring lovey smith in an established guy right i mean shown he could do it they fire him after the season and i just i, I just don't understand the thinking behind and I just it seems to me that this is why houston sucks because yeah. they just.
3: and you i mean you know you've been yeah, in there. I, I, play, I mean i was there i mean it, they I just mean, have terrible leadership man i mean terrible. we I, I, I had the same coach for the, the two seasons i was there with bill o'brien um but mm. but upon my departure Um, and and things started to fall apart, especially after they let Bill go. Um, They brought in a new GM. They had the whole situation with – I don't know the guy's name, but they had the guy who was a chaplain in New England who then became like – yeah, like like, it was just a lot going on um, there. And then now you see like Cully came in. He inherited complete trash. Trash. He didn't have much, and he made the best of it. And nobody expected him to do what he did, but he ended up getting fired after one and done. And then you bring in Lovey, and essentially he's left with the same roster, no quarterback, very little to work with. Um, and although they only won two games, I believe, um, they were competitive. Right. Um, and they did the best they could with what they had. So I don't see how um, they get any decent head coach to come there. Right. Based off of the t- decisions they've made from an ownership level the last two years of the coaches they've had, um, because they're going to inherit the same roster. Right. And they're going to look and say, hey, look what you did to these guys. You gave them absolutely no time to build a roster. Um, you didn't give them any 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 um, leeway to make decisions. And it seems like this was a setup. And what, right. what's to say, like, if you don't get the guy you truly want, is it a setup for me?
2: Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. It did, do you think they that they had a long-term plan? Yeah, but definitely. That this wasn't this a yeah.
3: Yeah, this was a, um, a holdover, in my opinion. It, I don't think they ever intended to keep Levy for a very long time. And, and no offense to Levy. I mean, he's a good football coach. I think he, he, he's done a great job throughout his career. But as of late, I mean, nothing I leaned toward him getting that job when he got it. Right, right yeah. There are right. so many different qualified guys out there, in my opinion, um, that hadn't gotten that opportunity yet, that deserved it. And But Levy got it. <laughs> so... Right. Um, that's when I knew, like, okay, something's going on, yeah, <laughs> and there's, yeah. there's some good guys out here still. And they gave it to Lovey, and um, but even with him getting it, I do think he did a good job that year given the circumstance, so right.
2: And and you know that Houston needs has to know this, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if you want long term sustained success, you need to give coaches at least three to four years. I, th- I think you, you have, have to. to. You have to you, to get the philosophy. Go, it is really hard. You've been you've been on teams where new coaches come in. Uh, it is really hard to get the locker room that you want to get the guys in there that that are gonna um, relay the message, the philosophy, what the team, what we're about, and uh, mastering the new playbooks. Um, uh, and it, it just takes a lot of time. Remember when when Rex came to New York? It really wasn't until the second to third year that as a defense we had really sort of mastered his yep. defensive plan, right? Um, and so I just feel like that, – that's why I feel – Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh, how many head coaches does Pittsburgh have? I mean, they've
3: had two in like the last 30 years or something like that. I, think ride, I think something you like ride – I think you ride with them.
2: Unless there's something that's absolutely devastating, I think you ride with the coach and give him at least three to four years before you say, okay. No. Um, and so I'm with you. So Houston has to know that because that's, that's you know, that's an yeah, obvious and, thing.
3: And and, and there, maybe there's something internally that we don't know where they, they got a guy already. Yeah. There's a guy, they, I mean, a lot of things going behind the scenes in NFL. That's, there's probably a deal already made that we don't yeah. even know about. So. I saw um, Sean Payton,
2: maybe somebody yeah, I, I saw don't, that I
3: don't know. I, I don't think Sean Payton will inherit that, but yeah. who who knows what they have in mind. But like I said, like you said, I agree. Um, you can't turn around a culture in one year.
2: Right. You, you no. can't
3: you can't change a team's mindset in, in one season. You gotta give a guy a chance. And that's the same for players too. I mean, depending on where you are, depending on where you're drafted, depending on the position, you have to have time to develop and coaches need development time as well. They got developing right. the players. But they also have to develop themselves within that role. So, right, um, you guys need time.
2: Yeah, yeah, no question. Well, when we come back, we're going to get into the Chiefs, the game against the Raiders, uh, the Wild Card weekend, best looking prospects for the Chiefs going into the divisional game. But before that, a quick word from our sponsor.
4: The NFL playoff picture is locked in. In my go-to place for Wild Card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly, plus all new and existing customers. Can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action's so good, why bet on the NFL playoffs anywhere else? As Chiefs fans, we get to kick our feet up this weekend and watch all this wild card round action and get to experience the phenomenal app that DraftKings Sportsbook has. And here's what you got to do to get these deals you got to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get. 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details.
1: You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search
0: for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
2: All right, Big Jeff, so we're going into wild card weekend, but before we get to that, let's recap the Raiders game real quick. Obviously, all of our shows on KCSN have gone through that game and and dissected it and given you some great analysis. Uh, But just real quick, let's talk about – uh, it was it was a great way to finish out the season, right because awesome you go in there and you dominate them and you get the everything you need going into the playoffs. all the comp, it was it was not one of those things. like the last thing you'd want to do in that game is go in there and have a dog fight with the Raiders and even if you just it, scratch it out and win at the end, you didn't want that to be close with a bad team like that going no. into the playoffs. So they got it done. they went out there, smoked them, but Talk to me, brother. Talk to me about – we were talking about the show, man. You you, you go ahead. Go ahead. You tee it up.
3: What do you want to no, talk about? No, man, we're talking about the snow globe play. I mean, the snow globe. It's, it's, it's what everybody's talking about. I mean, yeah. a lot of people loved it, but some guys hated it. I mean, yeah. I forget the guy's name, but he's an offensive lineman for the Broncos um, rookie. He was pissed. He, he says he's pissed about it. Yeah. I mean, my high school coach used to always say, if you don't like it, turn the scoreboard off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. If you don't like it, turn the scoreboard off. I mean, right. I like right. the flair. I mean, that's the personality of this team. They have fun. Um, they collaborate, and, and they make plays, man. And it was awesome to see Kadarius Tony out there making plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Globetrotter play came back. I mean, Glo- I say Globetrotter. That's actually a play as well. Um, but <laughs> Don't give it away. Don't <laughs> yeah, give it yeah. away. <laughs> the, the Snow Globe play <laughs> got called back. And the very next play they run a jet sweep to Kadarius, the same guy that scored the play before and he scores again. Um, and he made some splash plays. I'm excited to see, you know, after some rest and some treatment, what he looks like in the mm-hmm. playoffs after this bye week. So, with, with McCole Hardman coming back, it's going to be exciting. The offense could look way more explosive. There are going to be some wrinkles in there. And I expect for us to put up a lot of points. And the wow. offensive line's rolling. Like, it's, it's, it's awesome.
2: Like- uh, it's such an—it's a great team to have this bye week. I'm always nervous a little bit about the bye weeks because if you have a younger team that gets it, and then all yep. of a sudden they're put into that playoff fire that we'll talk about—that speed—and you have a team that's played a game in the in the playoffs, and so they have they're sort of used to it. And now you're starting a divisional game, and all of a sudden, you know, everything's going 100 miles an hour. Sometimes you see teams get caught off guard. Uh, not, oh, this, not this, not this. Chiefs. I mean, you got a uh, team no, that's this, been this, so many. Uh,
3: we have a good team, I think. Um just with the way Patrick is playing. Mm. He's really put the team on his back. Um, he's still the MVP, um, mm. best player in football, in my opinion. That's uh, right. So I'm excited to see that. But even like this is going to be a competitive playoff season. I right. think I'm just looking at the bracket. I mean, there's some really good teams. There and, is. And I'm talking the parity is, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you got um, the Chargers versus Jacksonville round one. You got the Ravens playing the Bengals which are divisional opponents. They know each other well. It's going to be a competitive game. Same with the Dolphins versus the the Bills on the FC side, Mm. divisional opponents playing each other first round. So that's going to be competitive. So I'm hoping these teams beat each other up because whoever Mm -hmm. comes out, it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, you could potentially play the Ravens if they beat the Bengals or the winner between the Chargers and, and the Jaguars, all very good teams. Um, very winnable games for us, but they're good football teams. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I of, of all the teams we could play, I think I'm most nervous about the Chargers.
3: Yes, that, it, like, it is. It is. It is. Um, yeah. I, I think we'll win the game, but it's very tough to beat a team three times in one year. Very tough. I, I will say that, especially a divisional opponent that knows you very well. Right. And, and every game we've played the last three years have been just been tight.
2: Right, right. No, exactly. That's like the team I'm most worried about. But before we get into that, Big Jeff, um, talk to me about the bye week. So in 2018, so all the playoffs that I went through, we had to play wildcard weekend. And so we'll talk about that next week when we get into what it's like to start off in the playoffs and what that feels like and uh, how the atmosphere changes. We'll talk about that next week. But talk to me about the bye week, because this was something I never got to experience. And on all the teams that I played with that did make the playoffs, where we ended up making the playoffs but not winning, obviously not winning the Super Bowl, uh, not even making it to the Super Bowl, one of the keys was, listen, we have to get the bye week. Yes. Like whatever we do next year, we have to finish so that we have the bye week. So talk to me about it, brother. You, you that, had one 2018. That, what that what is, it, is it like?
3: That's a huge advantage. I think um, more so than the bye week in the season. You're at the very end of the year. And especially now, there's only one team on, on each side that gets the bye. So you're, you're going to be well rested. You're still going to get working. You're going to be practicing during the week. Not very strenuous practice, but you're going to be out there moving around, keeping your body in some type of shape. But the, the real advantage is, is the coaches are going to be able to get ahead. So they're going to game plan for every potential matchup.
2: Right. And they're yeah. going to
3: find wrinkles for every single team. And then when they finally get that final opponent, they're going to already have a day in which they could focus on that opponent before that other team could focus on you. Right. So they're going to be way ahead. There are going to be some things they're going to be able to do that other teams can't do because of that bye week. And like okay. I said, the other the other important aspect is the health of the team. There's right. some guys banged up on every team in the league. Um, with you being the only team with the bye, that's a huge advantage. Huge. Huge, huge. advantage. Um, especially um, with some of our key players being banged up. Like I said, McCole Hardman has been banged up. He's, he came off IR, but he's still not full health. Mm-hmm. Um, Darius Toney, he played. Look very good, but you know, a hamstring is always good to get it, get rest, always good, speed, guys. Yeah, so it's great to see that. I mean, Chris Jones has been absolutely dominant, right? But I know he's hurting right now, like, yeah, he's a big physical dude. So, for him to get this bye week along with the offensive eye and other D linemen, um, you got Frank Clark dealing with a groin issue, um, right? He might not have been able to play if we didn't have the bye. Um, hopefully, he's able to play with this bye. So it's a huge advantage, man.
2: Yeah, no, and without question, and and like when I think to my playing career, especially those two years that we went to the AFC championship game, and I spoke about this last year, but I think it's worth bringing it up. um, The first week, the wild card weekend, you feel great. Second week, divisional weekend, you feel great. That third week, when you're in that AFC championship game, you are dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking across the board, both years, we were wiped You two, especially if you're on the road for two weeks, two weeks in the playoffs on the road, then you got to go on the road again, uh, and play the AFC championship game. Oh, I mean, there was just nothing you could do to heal up. Now, if you look at the way the season played out, all these teams were playing right up till the end, right? There were no, there was really nobody resting anybody week 18, and you had that you have the extra game, obviously, of 17 games. So now, You have all these teams basically in playoff mode already trying to win so that they can get to the playoff. Then they got to go wild card. Then whoever comes out in that divisional game is basically where they would be if they were playing in the AFC championship game. And so you're right. It's a huge advantage for Kansas City Uh, to be the one team that has the bye week.
3: You spoke about it mentally also. Like your mind, like obviously everybody goes into it. They're wanting to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But to have that weight lifted off of you that there's one less game. Right, you only have to win three as opposed you know, to four. Right, like that right. And hill two is, to
2: reset two, and, that, and then you reset yeah, like,
3: exactly. Go. So that that hill isn't that far of a climb as opposed <laughs> to a team that's playing the week before. And like I said, these are very good teams. Yeah, and they have to play each other. They're going to bang themselves up in this. No matchup, doubt. In these matchups, they're no not going to come out one hundred percent, and they're going to have to come to Arrowhead. Right. That yes. is not an easy task. So no. um, oh, I'm man. so happy we got that by in the number one seed. Um, We'll see how the playoff goes. Um, we could potentially plan an AFC Championship game in uh you know, what is it? Probably Pittsburgh or something like that. They didn't say yet, but um, they're leaning towards Pittsburgh. If, if oh, Buff- yes. If Buffalo, if, Buffalo if Buffalo wins out and, and we meet in the AFC Championship. Yeah,
2: so. that would be really interesting. Um, yeah, look at, so real quick to finish up today, Jeff, looking at the Wild Card weekend, specifically the AFC, and we look at sort of who Kansas City, the best matchups for Kansas City. You look at these games, you have the Chargers and the Jaguars on Saturday. Yeah. And then you have the Dolphins and the Bills and the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, you're not going to play the Bengals or the Bills. What's nice is they're going to have to play each other if they both win. Um, of the Ravens, the Dolphins, or the Chargers, I believe we could play uh, – or the Jaguars. Um,
3: We're going to be we're playing I mean Jeff Stradamus is back. It's playoff season. I have to okay, change my let's handle on Twitter. Let's do um, it. Who are we playing? We're gonna play in the Chargers. Um Chargers okay. Chargers are gonna beat the Jaguars. Um okay. the Bengals are gonna beat the Ravens. Lamar's not gonna play. Um they might be down to their third string. I don't even know if Huntley's gonna play. Okay. Um so I have Joe Burrow winning that one. And they're gonna be playing Buffalo. After Buffalo beats Miami.
2: Yeah, because Tua isn't playing either. Tua isn't
3: playing either. So I got Buffalo playing the Bengals. That's beautiful. He's playing the Chargers. And unfortunately, we're going to be playing the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh against the Buffalo Bills. Ah, All right. And and I'll give you my predictions when we get to that point because, you know, my juices don't go that far. But (laughs) once we get to that spot, we're going to be playing Buffalo. And I'll let you know then.
2: Yeah, (laughs) baby. Oh, that's great. Well, here we go, Chiefs Kingdom, finally in the playoffs. Real football. Enjoy this weekend, and then we'll come back next week. We're going to have a guest, and we'll talk about the divisional game, wherever the Chiefs are playing. But Jeff said it. They're playing the Chargers, so we'll be, we'll be ready for that. But thank you for tuning in, Big Jeff. I love you, brother. Everybody out there at Chiefs Kingdom, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next week